Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey friends, Connie here, your host for the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast. I'm so glad you've joined us. Today's going to be a neat time. I'm going to be doing a little bit of um, talking about and exploring, does God speak today? And if he does, how can we be sure that we're hearing him? And how can we know that it's him that's speaking to us? So I want to start off by addressing the question, which there are varied opinions on, And I am not a doctorate or a theologian or in any way, shape, or form um, studied, I guess, in in some important way in the world about Bible and scripture topics. But I do have a very deep and intimate relationship with Jesus. I have a love for my Bible. And I do my best every day to follow him and I draw from experiences that I have. So these uh, opinions on the show are solely mine based on my walk with the Lord. And I welcome any uh, healthy conversation to discuss um, my thoughts and in, in, in light of yours or in light of scripture. You can always message me on Instagram at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things if you have a question, a comment, or a concern. But jumping to it, the question of does God speak today, to me, has an obvious answer, and that is yes. The next question would be, does God actually speak today? And that depends on what you mean. If you're meaning audibly, I would dare to say yes. Lots of people would disagree with that. But I would say for myself, that one of the biggest things that I have learned in hearing the Lord and being able to interpret what is from him and what's not from him is my ability to believe that God can do anything that he wants to do in any way that he wants to do it. He is the only one without limitations And he is the only one without any lack of ability to perform any task to any degree that he chooses through any means that he chooses. And I think a lot of our lack of hearing God is our lack of belief and our lack of discipline in our walk with Do I think that God speaks audibly to every person if they believe that he can speak? No, I don't. I think that the Lord chooses 
based on his infinite wisdom, who he speaks to in what manner. But do I believe that he is willing and open to speak to all believers and even speaks to non-believers from time to time in the event of pursuing them to know him? Absolutely. I think the problem comes in when we try to determine what God can and can't do and what God will and won't do and by what means he will or won't do something. That's our problem. A big part of it anyway. When we start to decide and determine something that we really don't have a business doing because it's not wrong or sinful for God to speak. We often hear that he spoke in the Old Testament, but he doesn't speak in the New Testament. I'm talking about an audible voice. But the God of the Bible is the God of the Bible straight through the Bible. Do we see changes before he comes to earth and atones for sins of mankind? Yes, we do. We see a a different type of law, and then we see the death and the resurrection of Jesus, and we see the ability for grace, and the Holy Spirit is here in the New Testament, and he wasn't there in the Old Testament um, freely on the earth through all people. But God speaking is biblical. It's biblical. It's biblical in the Old Testament, and it's biblical in the New Testament. It is biblical that God speaks. Another thing that's biblical is that God is a sovereign ruler over all. Another thing that's biblical is that God is the one that is in control of everything, and he is the one that cannot be told what to do or counseled by man. His ways and his thoughts are higher than ours. So therefore, that leads me to believe that God speaking audibly today is just as biblical as it was in, say, back in in Moses' time or Noah's time, because that is a characteristic of who he is. He's able to do that. Does he always do it? No. But for us to say that it's unbiblical or that it's not something that takes place, I don't feel is our place to do, because I think that speaking in and of itself is in the character of God. God is constantly reaching out to his creation and through his creation to reach other parts of his creation. God's glory and his majesty and his voice in one way or another is compelled through all aspects of life. And so I want to start with a little bit of scripture here. I'm going to read you three verses here. The first one is Psalms 50 verse 1, and it says, The mighty one, God, the Lord, speaks and calls the earth. From the rising of the sun to its setting. The next verse is Deuteronomy 5.24. And it says, And you said, Behold, the Lord our God has shown us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. We have seen this day that God speaks with man, and man still lives. And then the last verse is Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God that speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of breath and life, soul and the immortal spirit. And the joints of the marrow and the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of our hearts. 
The translation that I read those three verses out of was the Amplified uh, Bible Classic Edition. And what these verses show us is that God is always speaking. He's always speaking. He speaks through creation. He speaks very specifically through the fire in our lives, which would go back to trials and suffering. He speaks in his word. He speaks through the radio waves, through friends, through wise counsel. He speaks through punishment that we receive. He speaks through anything that he decides he's going to speak through. It's not always audible, but God is constantly speaking. He is always reaching out to his creation. The problem that we run into is, as I said before, we either decide what God can and can't do based on our own experiences or preconceived notions or just something that just doesn't sound possible to us. Then the next thing is, is we are not disciplined. Scripture. Most of us don't dedicate a reasonable amount of our lives strictly to the pursuit of knowing God. And then a third thing would be our prayer lives. I would be willing to wager a bet are suffering from our lack of discipline there. From either saying, I don't know how to pray. I don't like praying. It's hard. I always fall asleep. Whatever the reason would be, there's a lack of discipline in our lives in the things that would lead us to be able to discern the voice of God and that would lead us to the privilege of being able to hear the voice of God, regardless of the way that he's speaking. We can't hear when we are not following him because that is a privilege that we receive as we are following God. Another thing that tends to happen is when we are seeking God very diligently about something and we feel in our hearts that we are praying and we are being disciplined and we are being those things. But then we reach a point where we think, God, you're not responding. And because you're not responding, then I guess this is useless. And so based upon our expectations of what we feel like our discipline in our prayer life and our scripture reading deserve, and then our deciding that God did not meet those expectations or fulfill his end, then we give up. And we then forfeit his response because part of following God, again, is not following you. And it's me not following me. This is, of course, not directed at everyone else. This is, this is me preaching to myself. But we have to understand that there is never a time in our lives where if you ask God, for something, or you are seeking him on something, there is never a time he doesn't answer. My mom taught me that a long time ago. And it was a really neat perspective shift because you often hear people saying, I asked and God didn't tell me. I asked, God didn't answer. I asked and I sought and I prayed and I fasted even. And God didn't answer. And my mom would always come back and tell me whenever I would say that to her. She would always say, Ah, Connie but he did answer. And here's the thing she would say. If you didn't hear his answer, it's most likely because you don't want to hear his answer. 
Ooh. That hit me. And I think that's what goes on a lot in our lives. Is we're seeking something from God and we have this hidden expectation underneath the surface that maybe we don't even realize is there. But it is. And God knows it's there. And we can't come to him in prayer or in petition or in seeking or in desperation of the heart with our own agenda and expecting him to pop out the gumball because we put the quarter in. God is not able to be manipulated. He is not able to have his mind changed because we get angry. God works with us in our shortcomings, but he is not a God that we can, that our our prayers are going to influence him when they are in the wrong heart motive. And if we don't see that they're in the wrong heart motive and then we decide we don't hear what he has to say, well, that's not God's problem. That's our problem. And the only thing to do about it is to pick up from here, realizing and examining yourself. Is there some area in my prayer life? Is there some area where I'm seeking God and I really want a certain thing or I don't want a certain thing? And therefore, that is hindering me from hearing God. God is always speaking. Does God only speak speak to us about big things? Absolutely not. Because here's the thing that I always like to go back to. Jesus loves you. Not you and everybody else. Yes, he loves everybody else, but that's not my point. You are not 1,623 blah 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 in the world of people. No, you are named, you are known, God knows you, he cares about you, he has an intimate desire and love and purpose and plan and investing in your life. And so I would reckon to say that if it matters to you, it genuinely matters to you, it matters to God. And if you wake up in the morning and you are praying for, I'm just going to throw something out here. Lord, I'm tired. Please give me time today to have a really long, hot shower. Can you please help me, Lord? Then yes, God cares about that. Am I saying he's going to answer by giving you time? No, I'm not saying that. He might. There's a good chance he will because he's loving and he's tender and he cares But if you care about it and you're seeking God on it, he cares about it. Because God cares about you. And he doesn't divorce the big things about you from the what he decides is insignificant and small. Because there's nothing insignificant and small about you. I think it's neat to see how scripture says. It points it out in different places when it talks about how God knows the numbers of hair on your head. That's like a very inadequate part of a person. Who cares how many hairs are on somebody's head? It's not like God um, knows the level of IQ you have. God knows what college you'll graduate from. God knows if you'll be useful in the... No, it's saying God cares about everything down to the point where he has numbered the hair on your head. So if you care about it and you are seeking him on it, he cares and he is going to respond. Now, the timeline might not match yours. The method might not match yours. But God cares about you. And we don't seek God on things for one of two reasons, generally speaking. 
either. We don't think he cares. Not like that. We think, oh, he doesn't have time for this in my life when he's running the whole world. Or we're lazy and demanding believers that use God instead of following him. Generally, you'll fall in one of those two categories if you are feeling like God doesn't speak to you. Because what is a relationship? It's two people. An intimate relationship is two people speaking back and forth. It's community. It is, and it's not this generalized large community. It's this intimate community of of two people that invest time in one another. And so one party isn't going to be silent and have it be an intimate relationship. So if you are seeking God, God is seeking you. If you are pursuing God, God is pursuing you. Now, again, he pursues us all the time out of his great grace. But I am saying this in reference to him speaking, him being involved in the decisions and in the cares and in the concerns of your life. If you seek God, then you need to anticipate his response. When we ask God for something, we're seeking an answer about something, we don't usually, our heart isn't like, oh, I'm God's going to answer me. You bet it, baby. You just give him time. He'll tell me. No, we ask haphazardly. We ask with, again, wrong expectations, or we ask just kind of like, I'll ask, but I don't believe he's going to answer me. So why would he? If your friend or your child or your husband or your wife came up to you and said, you know, I'm going to ask you this, but I know you don't care and you're not going to do anything about it. Would you feel like answering them? No, we would get very angry and be very defensive towards that and be very hurt. Yet we do it to God all the time. And so if we're doing these things to, you know, to God, why are we thinking that he's, you know, no, it it takes two. Not because God needs us, but because he wants us to choose him. He wants us to choose to make time for him, to talk to him, to believe him, and to believe for him to act on our behalf. We often think that God, oh, God wouldn't do that for me. Oh, it's terrible to ask for good things for my, no, no, no. It's biblical to pray in all situations with every type of entreaty, confession, intercession, petition, thanksgiving, all of it. It is not bad for you to ask God for something that you want, for something that is within his will, for something that is a desire of your heart. Half the time the desires of our heart are placed there by God himself and he wants us to pursue them. And the more impossible, the more better it is because then that again brings us closer to God because it's showing us That God was the one ultimately that brought it to fruition. He put the seed in our heart. He watered it. He helped us pursue him. And he was ultimately the one that brought it to pass. So all this to say, does God speak? Yes, he does. How does God speak? In any way that he decides to speak, how can we know that it's God? The only way that you can know that it's God is if you're spending time with God, then you are going to recognize his voice. And if you don't, you're going to pick up that you're not recognizing his voice and you're going to pray about it further until you get confirmation. How many times is of asking for confirmation is, is, is right before it becomes doubting and sin? I think that's a case by case basis. There are some things that are so big and we're not 
asking for confirmation out of a sinful heart or a doubting heart. It's just literally so much is riding on whatever we are praying about that we ask God for confirmation three, four, five, six times, and he meets us there. So again, your belief about how God responds to you personally will be based upon your view of God's towards you personally. If you view God as a distant, angry, looking to strike you down kind of father, then your perception of him being interested in you and invested in you and speaking to you and pursuing you on on, um, life's decisions and the answers to your prayers will be very colored by that. And so we can change our view of how we believe God sees us by asking him to do that. I know that's very difficult to, to like, it's, it's very scientific, but that's what it is. We ask him. I'm in a season right now in my own life where I'm dealing with some pretty terrible past trauma. And I've come up on this issue and I just keep saying, Lord, I don't know what to pray, but can you please change my heart about this? Can you help me to see it differently? That's it. And slowly, very slowly, very, very, very slowly, he is putting situations and different scriptures and things in my life that is showing me that he is working in me to help me to change my ability to see this past issue and how it affects me in my life now. So if you don't know how to do something, we often feel like I have to do something really big, read a book on faith or, you know, go talk. Ask God to help you. If you don't know what to say, tell him you don't know what to say. And another thing my mom always taught me was it's not a once and done type of thing. You don't ask God for something once and then say, whoop, I prayed. No, that goes back to that lack of discipline and that shoddy effort in a relationship. You view your your relationship with God as the most important relationship in your life. And you fight for it more than you fight for anything else. And if you do that, you will begin to see your prayers being answered, your ability to pick up and perceive the voice of God growing, your ability to see him interacting with you on a moment-by-moment basis growing, your desire to pray and to speak with him growing. All of these things will grow, and they won't just grow in themselves. Your ability to do them will grow. Your ability to grasp the understanding of God will grow. So be encouraged. Yes, God does speak. He is speaking to you constantly. Are you listening? Friends, thank you so much for being here. Be sure to check me out on Facebook and Instagram at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. And you can reach me on the private messaging on Instagram or through the blog website where I never write another blog because I am not a writer. I am a speaker, which is at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com. I look forward to seeing you next time. Leave your comments, questions, and like and subscribe to this podcast. Help a girl out. I appreciate you guys, and I will see you next time. God bless.